Welcome to the Sellernomics Podcast, where we share valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e-commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Stanley and Lisa Kinski. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Sellernomics. My name is Lisa Kinski, and I'm joined by our fantastic chief evangelist, Rob Stanley. <laughs> Rob, how are you doing? Doing great, Lisa. Another great episode. Absolutely, Absolutely. amazing. We're having an amazing host. 2023 is being... It's just been amazing to us. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, tell us who we got there, Lisa. Yeah, so today we've got joining us Chad Rubin from Prophecy, and we were talking all about how to maximize your profits using Amazon pricing. I'm so excited to learn more. Chad, how are you doing today? Amazing. Grateful to be here. We're so happy to have Thanks. you here. Where are you calling in from? I feel like every time I talk to you, you're in a new place. <laughs> well, I just landed from Costa Rica yesterday, and I'm back in Miami. Back in Miami. Okay. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Well, great. Tuning in from sunny Florida. Let's go ahead and jump straight into it, man. Amazon pricing. What is that? Is it, is it something more than just like putting a price of your product on Amazon? Are there strategies? Like, let's just get into the, yeah. the yeah, overall I mean, look, and then the nitty gritty. Yeah. So awesome. after I sold Stubana in 21 in April, I started working back on my e-commerce business. So my e-commerce business, we manufacture vacuum filters, coffee filters, air filters, even grow room cannabis filters. And the business has been struggling for a very long time. And so I was staring at a palm tree here in Florida thinking like, what can I move? What's the biggest lever I can move that I'm not moving that can really turn things around? And that was pricing. So it's a large lever and not many sellers pull that lever. Uh, and then I started asking why, like anybody else would, when they're thinking about how to improve their business, how to optimize their life uh, or their Amazon brand. And so there's a couple of reasons why nobody changes price on Amazon. There's a lot of fear. People are concerned, well, what is, how does Amazon penalize you? What's going to happen to my BSR, my competitive advantage or my discoverability of the product? Uh, and so most people just mark up their pricing and they leave it there statically. They look at com competitors, other ASINs, they mark up their costs, 5X, and they just leave it there. And so my thesis, and it's proving to be correct, is that pricing should be constantly shifted and constantly changed and be dynamic. Uh, there's a lot of data to manipulate and gather and understand and discern what the proper price is and that, proper, that price changes over time. And so that's really where I've been spending most of my effort and focus to unlock more profitability for my own business. And then I started doing this for other people. So it's it's an interesting concept to constantly change the price of your product because there's you kind of like know what your profit margin is and you know where you need to be or what profit margin you want, where you need to price your product to be profitable. And I, I understand how sellers would want to stay there. When you say fluctuating the price of the product, do you mean using like lightning deals and coupons or are you actually manually going in and changing the price of well, the product? So, How does that help? Yeah. So, so right now I used to do it manually and I obviously started a business around it, which is prophecy, but we won't go there right now. We'll focus more so on looking at your data inside Seller Central to help you make better effective decisions. So most people would say, oh, just raise pricing. And that's not actually the most optimal decision to make, right? And because like lowering the price 
could spur demand and increase your unit velocity, offsetting a lower price, which means you're producing more absolute profit dollars, which means that you're actually getting a better, a lower BSR, which means your competitive positioning increases. And now you're essentially not on borrowed land, but you own the land as you're ranking organically. So nobody is no, nobody knows, do you go up? Do you go down? What is the optimal price? How does Amazon react? How do your competitors react to price changes? And that's where I've been, yeah, like I said, focusing a lot of time. And so when I first started doing this manually, um, I created a spreadsheet and I created an, I had an ASIN at the bottom, like a tab. And then I had a date and I had the price and the price I'd like it to change to along with my net margin position, BSR. I took my top five competitors, started tracking their BSR, their price. And I started just understanding what happens when I make price changes. Mm-hmm. And then when I started, I made price changes. I started, uh, centralizing that data and having say l10 meetings and talking about pricing because pricing affects my finance team my sourcing team my ppc team and i started centralizing and having a cadence and conversation with my internal team around pricing and made it really built the strength and discipline internally gotcha what was sorry really quick what was that you said before you have l10 meetings yeah, it's an EOS L10 meeting. It's just a way to get everybody aligned and on the same page. And so when I came back and turned around my business, which is now officially turned around, which is pretty amazing, uh, these, I implemented L10 meetings, level 10 meetings that got us aligned and had quick KPIs and scorecards and alignment for the entire team. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Sorry, Rob, I cut you off. No, I like that. That that's I learning something new. L ten L ten meetings. We should have those, Lisa. Uh, <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, and Chad, you mentioned something, and I I was notorious for this when I sold. Is I was a set it and forget it type of person. I'd set it at a price. Uh, we had our margins built into it, but there was something that always came up when we start did start adjusting our price, and that was called battle to the bottom, right? Like uh, how low can you go, type of thing. Uh, so how did you kind of deal with that? Because you know it's like you would adjust, somebody else adjusts. Uh, what, what was your sort of solution for that? Were you just ignoring that? Uh, tell us what you did, Chad. Yeah. So there is pricing is not one size fits all. And most people think we're just going to lower price and that's the optimal decision. And that creates value leakage, right? You're losing margin. And a lot of times, actually, there's a lot of room to go up in price as well. Hmm. And so Really, again, I calibrate calibrated price in a spreadsheet, looking at all these data inputs. And on Amazon, it's not as simple as just supply and demand, right? Because you're competing in a fast-driven marketplace. Uh, you have third-party data resources available to you, right? Like you have your competitors' BSR, their price, their reviews, the quality of the reviews, the quantity of the reviews. You have your cost per click. You have your session information. You have your conversion rate information. Mm. All of this information is at your fingertips and ready to be leveraged. So initially, I was doing it manually, and then I started researching. At the time, everybody was really focusing on Web3 technologies like NFTs and Bitcoin and Ethereum, which is great. Uh, It's just not really – I wasn't like smitten with that technology. I was smitten with AI, and I knew that this was going to become a reality. So – I started thinking, well, how do I take all these inputs that I just shared with you and how do I use those as a resource to unlock profitable growth in a, in a nonlinear way? And so that was that's what I've been really focusing my time and attention on. 
but I guess I just gave you a few ideas around like what we're pulling in in terms of like what you need to monitor internally to make better decisions when it comes to pricing. And let's let's dive into the the AI part of that because Chat GPT is like you can't go on a you can't go on any website without somebody mentioning it somewhere either in an ad or in a forum. So how are you guys using or how do you recommend that sellers use AI to drive better pricing decisions? Well, I think AI is going to specifically on Amazon for Amazon brands is not just going to be about listing generation using ChatGPT. It'll be for forecasting and demand planning. It'll be for pricing, like I'm doing today. Uh, it'll be for PPC specifically. And ChatGPT is just one layer of it. Um, I think in general, right, algorithms are going to render old softwares and old ways of doing things extinct. And so the question is why, right? Well, the, the problem on Amazon is that there's just like the sheer amount of data. Mm. And so AI can learn, it can teach itself, it can self-improve, it can experiment, and it can do that all independently and make mistakes fast, but also learn from its mistakes even faster than we can to provide and, and give you a better outcome. In, in, in Prophecy's case, or in my case, was like, hey, I want to achieve much more profit dollars. That was my focus. So we built an AI, a proprietary model that links mathematical equations uh, with real-time mining of data from Amazon to focus on how do you maximize profit dollars. That's interesting I, that you're doing that because I'm already seeing, I was just at, couple trade shows ago and uh, somebody was demoing basically the API of chat GPT already integrated with their software using keywords to rewrite the descriptions and the uh, titles and descriptions using keywords and giving you uh, what the rankings are for those keywords. So it's, it's already being integrated into uh, several software programs. It sounds like you're kind of been, I, I don't want to say out ahead of it, but you've been doing this a little longer this but uh, Chad, I really want to know on uh, when it comes to launching, launching a new product and you're just getting going, what is the strategies as far as pricing uh, when launching a new product? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm going to answer that question. We're going to go back to your previous comments. Sure. So for new products, like that's not where Prophecy focuses. We're, we're not a lifeboat. We're more of a speedboat. So we're here to help people harvest more profit because of the value leaders that they're experiencing on Amazon, we're not here to help them rank their product higher on Amazon. So for the honeymoon period, you know, whatever the latest guru is saying, maybe that's their focus, but our focus is really taking products and helping you extract more profit dollars out of the product. And it's, again, it's not just about raising price. It's not just about lowering price. Our AI and our models actually uh, know if they should be going up or down and we'll quickly pivot one way or the other based on what is the what is the most optimal decision it needs to make. Now, as it relates to ChatGPT specifically, um, a few things. I think ChatGPT, the challenge with it is that everyone's using the same, everyone's doing the same thing when they're building the ChatGPT right now. Every, there's, a, there's a massive amount of software providers that are just saying, hey, we're now AI because we've integrated into a model, but they haven't trained the model to, to deliver better results than maybe what a human can create. 
And I think that's really where it's going to be. I think that's an opportunity, but it's also a challenge for the Amazon seller because like I'm looking at a lot of these listing tools and they're building titles and they're building bullets and it's not that, that much better than what I've seen. Yeah. And so I think there's an opportunity for improvement to get a lot more creative, but it all comes down to, I think we're in the first inning of this and I think it'll start getting better over time. Mm, definitely. Well, let's, um, and I'll be honest with you, this stuff goes like way over my head. So we're going to take a quick commercial break so that, so that I and everybody else can process. And then we'll get back to uh, talking about how to maximize profits using Amazon pricing. So we'll be right back in just a minute. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at Katita.com slash Sellernomics. All right, you guys go ahead and head over to Katita.com forward slash Sellernomics. Get your first 400 reimbursements free. So we, again, we're talking with Chad Rubin from Prophecy about maximizing your profits using Amazon pricing. Chad, let's talk a little bit about as sellers want to grow, what pricing strategies are, are effective to help them get to that next level or to break through maybe the, the one to 2 million tier or the two to 10? Well, I think it's first acknowledging that pricing shouldn't be static, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's really uh, integrating pricing into your approach. So you have to house pricing information at your fingertips and share it with your team in a regular cadence. Uh, so maybe it's once a month to work out pricing kinks to see how pricing changes is affecting your profitability. Uh, and you're connecting that across PPC. If you have a PPC manager or your account, your brand manager internally, if you're an aggregator, you have many brand managers, just really connecting the dots. Uh, the next step is really to take what you've learned manually and to automate it, right? So you want to essentially buy back your time and you want to be able to use AI, which can, can do things in a much faster pace and an automated pace to fully automate the pricing process. So in terms of strategies, right, the strategy is really to have a deep understanding of your intention on a product. My intent for all my products is to maximize profit. They're mature products. They're on page one of Amazon. They have quality reviews. and we knew that there was value leakage happening and we were leaving significant money on the table. So we started working towards our intent, which is how do we maximize profit by making small incremental adjustments in price? Now, the interesting thing is that uh, specifically for AI, right? And if you plan to build AI, which is super expensive to build, but if you're planning on building it, you have to understand that uh it's kind of like Facebook. Facebook has an AI algorithm where you can relate to that. Lisa, I know you said some of this is over your head, but Facebook certainly or Instagram isn't. If you go on Facebook or Instagram and you don't like anybody and you follow no, you don't follow anybody or you've never dwelled on video, Facebook would get confused. It wouldn't know what to serve you mm-hmm. as a user. Yeah. In that same way, initially what we learned in Prophecy is that most sellers rarely change price. Rarely, if ever. And so there was nothing for the algorithm to chew on, to learn from, to spit out better results. Mm. So small incremental changes, we, we, we developed something called the hyper learning phase, where we spend one month working for free for a seller, changing pricing in small increments in both ways, one for the model to learn, but B for Amazon to, to learn from Amazon and how they treat price changes. And then this three, three, see how your competitors on Amazon 
change price when you make a change to price. So all of that like informed our model so it can improve and learn over time. And so if you're actually looking to build out AI, that's really the place to start because that learning process is really the self-improvement for the model so that can actually deliver you better results. Yeah. Uh, Chad, I got a question for you on when you're talking about changing prices, right? If somebody's manually doing it, maybe you could provide a little tip on what you found when you were making price adjustments. Obviously, they may not have the as lengthy of a uh, spreadsheet you had and went in as deep. But, uh, you know, did you find and I guess what I'm kind of getting at is, did you find, hey, going up or down a few cents or a few nickels? A few, it, did, was there something that kind of caught your eye a little bit when it came to that pricing change manually? Yeah. So small incremental changes. So small changes swing big doors. So you can generate what, sh what your ideal net margin that you'd like to accomplish for a specific product is and make small baby changes, baby step changes uh, to get you to that price. So it's not like we're making like massive swing changes. We actually conservatively go up and we aggressively go down. Uh, so that's one thing is that when we were manually doing it, and even when we automate it, it's small baby changes. It's not, not massive changes. And you'll, a lot of times like a $1, a $1 change in, in, in your product price can have a 14 to 15% increase of, of operating profitability for a product. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's pretty large. And the yeah. problem is, is that I would say like, if we're going to highlight like, uh, challenges in the ecosystem is that most brands, the same way that get Eda works, right? Get Eda, you guys are identifying, uh, blind spots for sellers when it comes to what Amazon owes you. Most sellers are just very focused on PPC spend. And mm -hmm. I always ask sellers this one question, which is, would you ever leave $10,000 of spend unoptimized? Would you just leave it there and just let it roll? And the answer is no, no seller would leave $10,000 unoptimized. So then why are you not optimizing price? Because price sure. is a living, breathing system. It's not just a number, especially on Amazon where things change and expire within seconds. You have to, st you have to constantly be changing pricing to figure out what is the sweet spot. Mm. Yeah. I want to uh, follow up with that real quick. Uh, and before we jump, I want to jump more into the AI side too, but uh, what about, and, and I know this may not be your specialty, but there was kind of a psychology we noticed when we were going like $4 and 98 cents versus like a 501, right? Putting, having that lower oh, yeah. number at the front, uh, even though technically you're only two cents away from getting that $5 number. Uh, did you kind of see that also? Uh, what was your thoughts on that? Yeah. So firstly, we programmatically put it in, like some people prefer 97, right? 0. 0.97 yeah. cents or 95 cents. Uh, but we try not to make the, we never make the pricing $23 and one cents. Like that sounds, <laughs> that's bizarre. And so there is a psychology of pricing that we've, we've built into our model, but even if you're doing it manually, right, you can just make sure that you have a rule in place. If so, if you have a pricing manager or somebody, a brand manager that's changing price to maximize profits for you, you can just have a rule that says, Hey, we always price in 25, 97 or 99 increments. Mm, that's great. That's perfect. Yeah, there, there is some psychology to it. I've, I've been out of school too long, but there is something that we like about seeing just barely less than the number. We we know it. If you go buy something at Walmart that's like $24.99, somebody's going to ask you, what you, you know, where you got. I was like, oh, I bought it for $25. Bucks. But there's something about seeing $25 versus $24.99 that 
psychologically we really like and i, I don't understand what it is again <laughs> but i was school too long I yeah did. But, like if you look at let's just say you typed in the word probiotics right uh into amazon uh you've got what do you what do you what are the first things you see you see image you see the title you see the reviews the quality and the quantity of the reviews and you see the price and you see prime mm -hmm. right you see six things and actually now amazon's allowing you to buy from the serp then even clicking in into the actual product detail page of the listing, right? So they even make it, they're even making it easier. So you're making decisions based on a, a criteria of five, five things on Amazon specifically when you have clicked through into a specific product. And so pricing is like the one of five or six things that you first see when you're making a decision to even dig deeper into a product and hopefully convert. This is how important it is. And for anybody unfamiliar, SERP is the search engine results page, just to, to break down a quick uh, yeah. acronym. <laughs> totally. I use acronyms all the time. Sorry about that. <laughs> They're all good. Uh, this whole industry is full of them. Rob, you said you had more questions about the uh, AI. Let's hit that, and then we'll, uh, then we'll talk more about prophecy. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I kind of want to, you and I were talking just uh, before we came on the show a little bit about being really early into the AI. I'd uh, love to hear kind of, uh, you don't need to go super deep, but kind of, where did you start it uh, with the AI journey and kind of what brought you to the prophecy? Uh, or was it, hey, I have this idea and there's this AI out there and I'm going to use it for prophecy? Like, give us a little background. Yeah, um, AI, I don't know. I was just researching different technologies. I was researching Web3. After I sold Stubana, I was really spending time just looking into new technologies that are disruptive. And so... No, Web3 was part of my focus, NFTs. I was watching YouTubes about it. Uh, OpenAI was certainly out there, and I knew I knew about it for a long time. And I realized that data became king on Amazon a long time ago. And so how do you use data to take your business to new heights? How do you use data to, to create the most optimal outcome for your business? Because there's so much data coming in. There's so many signals. There's so many research tools that are on Amazon and uh, third-party tools where they're just showing you all these reports mm -hmm. and then you suffer from over-analysis paralysis. So I started researching algorithms and I started looking at what happened on Wall Street. So, and as an example, in the early, in early 2000s on Wall Street, less than 10% of market trading was using algorithms. There's no bots. And now in 2020, it hit over 70%. So it took 20 years for that function to happen on Wall Street, but it'll happen much sooner now that we have technology that's been democratized, not just for Wall Street, but for many people to utilize. So I started reading, reading about the founder of the algorithm on Wall Street. And then, yeah, one thing led to another. I was like, wait a minute, you can use these algorithms, these bots on Amazon, and you can take these... You, it can self-create these giant decision trees, self-composing to, to get to an output. And I just really became maniacally focused on building real AI, not just putting it in my marketing headline that says, hey, we're, we built an algorithm, but really building our own proprietary model, which I knew was going to be expensive and time-consuming, which is luckily we started building this uh, December of 22, and now it's February of 23. Uh, so it's been about almost a year of actually building our own model. 
and we're seeing some amazing results on top of it. So I knew this was going to be super hot. I knew it was going to be amazing. I knew there's tons of data to extract data from and kill it. I saw, by the way, I saw a lot of aggregators hiring around data science Mm -hmm. and like most of their job posts were around data science and price specialists and machine learning. And I was like, okay, this is a, this is a massive opportunity. Yeah. Kind of kept your finger on the pulse and and ear to the ground to see what's going on. That's, that's brilliant. So let's talk more about prophecy after this quick break with a message from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. All right, you guys, be sure to go get that free money from Gatita. I don't know if we're technically allowed to say that, but it is, though. It's getting free money back from your account. Absolutely. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, at least I should I use AI when I redo our commercials and I'll use Yoni's voice because I can mimic his voice with AI now. So, you know what? We could probably just, he, we have enough interviews. We could just <laughs> clip together his stuff. Like me and Maria can collab on that. Talks for hours. But hey, we're here with Chad Rude and we're talking about how to maximize profits using Amazon pricing. And what we'd like to do is jump a bit more into uh, prophecy. Uh, maybe actually start a little bit with Scubana. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Chad, that's that company's been around for quite a while. I mean, I remember coming on this uh, off, should say coming on the scene. I, I was on the scene a long time ago. Uh, switching over to the uh, provider side of the house instead of a seller side. And I remember Scubana being around. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about that, how that kind of uh, transition went selling it and how it brought you into prophecy? Well, it was seven years of high highs and low lows. Uh, we we initially started off really building around Amazon, and then we found our sweet spot around Shopify brands that happened to be selling on Amazon. Uh, we were at the episode, like, as you know, with COVID happening, there was a shift of spend that happened from bricks to clicks, as they call it. And we are a D2C-enabled platform. And so we were a beneficiary of a really sad backdrop, but we allowed businesses to stay in business because we were focused on the e-commerce sector. So the business started really booming and we had an offer that we couldn't refuse. And one thing led to another and sold in April 21. And I helped with the transition and then officially resigned October 1st of 21. Uh, Should have taken a little more time. But I did start working back on my e-commerce business, and then I couldn't help myself. I just started finding challenges, and uh, there, there's only so many pina coladas you can drink on the beach after you sell. And sort of, I was just like, I felt like it was time to get back in the ring. Uh, nice. And so now I'm back in the ring, and and so I'm just building in a different way, right? I don't have a business partner now. I'm working on building AI. It's more in the revenue stream of businesses. Uh, it's focused directly on Amazon, at least right now. And uh, we also raised $2.3 million. And I'm about to go raise some more money. We're showing some really great results for clients. And so that led me to, I also went down a whole journey of self-exploration and self-learning. And I hired a lot of coaches and reset myself to just like upgrade myself to a different software version. So I upgraded myself and came up with this name prophecy, which is predicting the future with a level of certainty, uh, which is also planned words a little bit because prophecy, the way it's spelled P-R-O-F-A-S-E-E is profit you could see. 
And yeah. so we're really centered on maximizing profits for the brands that we're working with. And we found this really interesting niche, which there's a lot of repricers out there. Uh, and they're all focusing on like how to win the buy box. And mm-hmm. we live and die by the SERP, the search engine results page. Uh, and so nobody is focusing on AI. Nobody's focusing on private label pricing. And I was like, okay, this is a great sweet spot. And I started using it for my own business. We actually turned around the business and are now showing a nice healthy profit. And we hadn't for about 18 months. And um, I wasn't alone in that process, right? There's a lot of people that are sh- were struggling with rising costs. Everything just got a whole lot more expensive in 22. Uh, and sort of towards the end of uh, 21, 2021 and 22. And uh, yeah, so that's sort of how I came on Prophecy and been working on it ever since. Amazing. I, I and, love and the name. I, I, yes. I'm actually glad that you went on ahead and got into it because I was going to my next question was the etymology of the name. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, I like the name, but the problem is that people think it's prophecy when they first see it. I don't know if that uh, happened for that. you guys. No, I, don't, I think I saw yeah. Prophecy the first time, but I, yeah, I had also heard it before I read it. So I knew what it was. Me too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I like, the, Chad, I like the fact you pointed out, and you're 100% right. Uh, I mean, when I was selling on, uh, on Amazon, there was a lot of reprices. It literally was the buy box. It was battle for the buy box, right? It wasn't really analyzing everything. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to dive a little deeper into your guys's, you know, pricing tool. Um you know, one of the things you need to know, and this, a lot of the tools didn't have this, and I'm not knocking them down. They're great for certain uh, circumstances when it comes to repricing. But I noticed like when we were using a repricing tool, it, it didn't have anywhere in there to say like, here's our landed cost. Here's how much profit margin we're making. Add in how much it's going to cost the FBA ship this and storage and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you know how it is. It goes pretty deep there. So kind of Tell us what is setting, besides AI and, and everything you kind of described, what is setting your guys' pricing tool uh, kind of apart from all the other? Ooh, a lot. Okay. <laughs> so A, we're focusing on Amazon brands. We're not focusing on resellers. Uh, second is we're really using AI. So what does that mean? It means that like a lot of people just throw, in, throw around the word. It's kind of like using the word paleo uh, or keto, right? Yeah. Like it's not always like the most... Uh, healthy for you, right? It's sort of been uh, twisted over time, right? And so a lot of times AI on people's websites is like uh, order, like if then statements that are just masquerading as AI. Another mm-hmm. thing that's different is we build an AI model per ASIN, which is crazy. Every single person that comes on our platform, every ASIN is a unique snowflake. It has a unique keyword subset that we compete against. And so every ASIN gets its own model. Imagine having ChatGPT threads across your entire portfolio. Wow. So it's a unique snowflake. Um, what else is different? Our AI isn't uh, operating by itself. It is a co-pilot to our data science team. So every day, our data science team is actually going through a dashboard, looking at every ASIN to make sure that we're uh, delivering on our promise of profitability. If we see something funny, AI isn't always 100%. As we know with ChatGPT, it has hallucinations sometimes. And uh, anomalies can throw off a model. And so we have supervised AI built into our model, into our into our platform, into our philosophy. That's a big difference. Uh, another big difference is uh, we have this hyper-learning phase. So 
our model is self-learning and evolves over time and gets better, which is compounds. But in order to do that, we have to learn and improve it. And the way that we learn is through this hyper-learning phase that we've trademarked. So those are like a good, it, that's a good idea of how we're different. But on top of that, I would say the last thing is that like every month, at least right now, we're, we're hopping on the phone call with our clients and showing them how we're making them more money in our approach. And um, we're yielding pretty amazing results, anywhere from 10% to 30% lift of operating profit. We've had more, but you know, I think that's a good range to focus on. If you're using Prophecy, we can, we can give you that kind of lift. It's pretty powerful, right? Because it's not just how much more money we can make you on the bottom line, but then when you go to sell your business, you apply a three or four X multiple on that. And that's like real enterprise value that we're creating. Yep. So yeah. hopefully I've listed a lot of things here that are uh, Oh, that definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's impressive. And, and I'm glad too that you hit on, you're using your, your AI and your data science team. So there is a human element to this, right? There is the opportunity for somebody to go and, you know, give advisement or you have the monthly calls where you do consulting more or less on what's happening. Because I feel like m one of my questions is going to be, do you ever get the pushback of like people not trusting AI? But you have the the human element in there too, so so it's kind of the perfect. Yeah, so we're marriage. having well, first of all, we're super, we're still early, right? Even though we're a year a year and two months, we're still in the first inning. So we're hopping on our we're hopping on calls with folks, and every month to make sure that we're presenting information, giving them an opportunity to ask Q and A. We have a whole engineering and data science team dedicated to looking at profit reports to make sure we're, we're maximizing profitability. So it's not like we like set it and forget it. But what you do need to do when you come into Prophecy is you have to give us your min price, your max price, if you have one. Sometimes the sky is the limit. And you have to give us your all-in costs. We take in your, into account your Amazon fees. Uh, we take into account PPC as well. So mm -hmm. when you get on board in Prophecy, like you connect two, two API accounts. You connect the Seller Central API, the SB API, along with the PPC ads API. And then we do the rest. It's kind of like hitting the yes button. And you have a whole team dedicated to helping you make more money, which is pretty cool. I have to say, I it's it's been a while since I've kind of been excited about tools and software. And there's a few out there, don't get me wrong, but this is cool. This is like way cool. I got to ask though, uh, and just so it's clear to everybody, are you kind of just taking client? Is this open to everybody? Or are you kind of just inviting people in right now as needed? Go yeah, ahead. so we're doing we're doing it in batches. Typically, okay. it's in batches of ten, and uh, we do have like pre qualifiers. For example, we work with only Amazon US right now. Now, to me, it's like once we start working internationally, it opens up our market even further. And imagine like the arbitrage opportunity around currency and around different pricing across channel that exists. Uh, but right now, it's like Amazon US focused. We only focus on private label. We only focus on fast movers. At least two to three units sold a day is what's included. Mm -hmm. we, need, we need to make sure that they have sufficient stock to make sure that we were able to run our experimentation through so there's no hiccups. And um, yeah, we're focusing on brands that are typically about a million dollars in revenue. We could go under that a bit, but that's where, really where we start. Gotcha. And quick quick follow-up to that. Uh, like your pricing model, is it a per month or is it as you're driving revenue? Not to go too deep into that, but what, what kind of pricing yeah. model are you guys or structure are you using? Yeah, so there's nothing sellers hate than you taking a cut of their money, right? Which is why you guys are giving back people money. And yeah. for us, we're, we're a flat fee. So mm -hmm. we're a flat fee. It's based on revenue tiers. 
And it's just one flat fee. So no matter how much more money we make you, that's your upside to keep for now. Wow. And we're, we're still in beta, right? Our, 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 by the way, our pricing could change over time, right? Where maybe, maybe <laughs> we're like, we're like, perhaps we Disclaimer. can get a bonus. Well, where perhaps like, for example, if we're like, hey, you know what? You want to pay a little bit less money, but if we hit 20% increase in profits, we'll get X, X amount of percentage. We might do something like that over time. But right now, especially since we're still early and we're in beta, we're, uh, we're actually giving people a pretty reduced price and it's a flat fee with no other upside for us if we even show more more performance. I love that. I love that. All right, Lisa, let's start selling on Amazon again. I'll, I'll take you through it. No, it's I, <laughs> With what time, Rob? What yeah, time? Exactly. No, Chad, that that absolutely amazing model, amazing company. I, I'm, I'm blown away. Again, uh, it takes a lot because I've been around a long time. I'm in e-commerce 20 years and hearing what you guys, what you're doing, the way you're doing it, the technology behind it is absolutely incredible. I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, you're right. You and I should de definitely sit down and talk some more. That was our first conversation before we even uh, jumped on the podcast, but I'd love to definitely brainstorm with you some more and uh, talk more. But yeah, uh, go ahead, Lisa, I think you had a question. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, we've, we've given such great information about kind of the sellers that you can help, what your ICP looks like and, and what your pricing model is. I, I want to give folks an opportunity to get a hold of you. Where can they learn more? Yeah, so my personal email is chad, C-H-A-D, at prophecy.com. That's P-R-O-F-A-S-E-E.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm posting often nuggets, information, value, sometimes inspiration, uh, along with Twitter. So I'm around. You can find me. I love supporting people. I love talking shop. I love helping people and watching them flourish. And then your website is just the same as the domain of the email, which is prophecy, again, P-R-O-F-A-S-E-E.com. And you guys, super exciting. We're also going to be doing a show us what you got with Chad, where he's going to walk us through the prophecy tool. So if you aren't already subscribed to Selleronomics on YouTube, subscribe, ring that bell for notifications, check out that demo. Uh, ch uh, Chad, Rob, what else you guys got? I'm just oh, you guys profits you could see that, that that that's so awesome. I know, isn't that cool? You got to you got to trademark that line. Uh, prophecy <laughs> trademarks you can or profits you could see. That's, trademarks that's awesome. you can see. <laughs> trademarks you can see too. Yeah, <laughs> that's, no, a good, awesome. that's a good domain too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Chad, if we missed anything, feel free to jump in there. Otherwise, just one more time, kind of tell everybody how they get a hold of you. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the demo. And uh, everybody else who's listening, it'll probably be a few weeks later but you'll have to go uh, check out our website, uh, go over to Gatita.com. Uh, I'm sorry, YouTube and look up Gatita, but go ahead, Chad. Yeah, so get get a hold of me. It's chad at prophecy.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Chad Rubin, Twitter, it's Chad Rubin. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, it's Chad Rubin. So I'm, I'm here to support you in any way I can. We That's love awesome. a consistent handle. Awesome, Chad. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks. All right, you guys, be sure to tune into the next episode and we will see you on the next one. Thanks for joining us this week on the Sellernomics podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Gatita. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash Sellernomics. Be sure to join us again next week for more great tips on how to grow your business. And thanks again for listening.